0: Good afternoon. Welcome to another session, another episode of Through the Bible. This is Saint the Remnant, and we are recording this from Beautiful Feet Music Group Studios. Today's scripture will come from Second um, Kings, chapter four, verses eighteen to chapter five, all the way to twenty-seven. Acts fifteen, chapter uh, Acts chapter. Verses 1 to 35, Psalms 14, 141, sorry, Psalms 141, uh, verses 1 to 10, and Proverbs 17, verse 23. I am using, I'm referencing um, the one year Bible. I think you can purchase it uh, where books are sold in any bookstore all over the world I'm I'm not wrong Um, this is where now the entire Bible is arranging a 365 daily readings and that's what I'm doing I figured um, many if not like some of us have a problem with the discipline of reading through the Bible and you can notice this even with me myself because I'm reading the June twenty third readings on June twenty fourth. You know, so it's a discipline that I'm not yet uh, there, but by the grace of God, together we can cultivate this discipline and we can grow together. That's the whole point of through the Bible. Another reason is probably you work you work early and you're on the road and you don't have the time to read the scripture. Um, you can listen to it. These episodes are available everywhere you can have a podcast going. Spotify, Apple Music, Google, uh, Google Podcasts. Everywhere you have a podcast, you can listen to these, uh, episodes. So, uh, if you're going to work early or if you're in the gym working out or, you're coming home uh, from work and you're stuck on traffic you can listen to these podcasts and we can learn together and I pray that's the um, that's what God is doing in your lives um, in Jesus name as I read these because we are reading together I have not pre-read them and taken notes down we are reading them together as we go so this is the first time i am reading June 23 and as I read I pray that the Lord will, uh, will, will, will will speak to us through this word and he will rejuvenate us and he will um, sanctify us with his word uh, in Jesus name 2nd Kings chapter 4 verses 18 when the child had grown he went out one day to his father among the reaper and he said to his father oh my head my head the father said to the servant carry him to his mother and when he had lifted him and brought him to his mother the child sat on her lap till noon and then he died I think this is the same son of the Shunammite woman, the widow. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of the servants and one on the donkey that I may quickly go to the man the man of god and come back again and he uh, he said why will you go to him today is it it is neither new moon nor Sabbath? she said all is well (coughs) remember there's a mother who has lost her son her son is already dead and she's saying all is well then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant arch the animal on slacken the the pace for me unless I tell you so she sat out uh, and came to the man of God and she she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel this is where Elijah slew 400 was it 450 or 470 or the prophets of Baal when the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi his servant, Look, there is a Shunammite. Run at once to meet her and say to her, Is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with your child? She answered, All is well. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet. And Gehazi came to push her away. But the man of God said, Leave her alone. For she is in bitter distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me uh, and has not told me. Then she said, Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? He said to uh, Gehazi, Tie up your garment and take my staff in your hand and go. Okay, I'm sorry. I said it was the widow. It's not the widow. It was the, the, the woman who give elisha a lodging in her house i'm sorry it's not um the the widow Um, if you meet anyone do not greet him and if anyone greet you do not reply and lay my staff on the face of the child then the mother of the child said as the lord lives and as you yourself live i will not leave you So he arose and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child. But there was no sound or sign of life. Therefore, he returned to meet him and told him, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came uh, into the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eye on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, The things of God, bro, you cannot understand. You cannot understand, man. This, Wow. Then he got up again uh, and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. Then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite so that uh, he called her. And when he came to him, he said, Pick up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Now Elisha came again to Gilgal when there was a famine in the land. And as the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, he said to the servants, Set out the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. One of them went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered it, gathered from his lap, full of wild gourds, gourds, and came and cut them uh, up into the pot of stew, not knowing what they were. And they poured out some of the men for some of the men to eat. But while they were eating of the stew, they cried out, "O man of God, there is death in the pot." And they could not eat. He said, Then bring flour. And he threw it in the pot and said, Pour some out for the men that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. A man came from uh, Bel-Shalisha. Man, Bel-Shalisha. Bringing the man of God bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley, and fresh ears of grain in his sack. And Elisha said, Give to the men that they may eat. But his servant said, How can I set this before a hundred men? So he repeated, Give them to the men that they may eat. For that says the Lord, They shall eat and have some left. So he set uh, it before them, And they ate and had some left, According to the word of God. A, hey, where else did we see this? Where else have we heard or read this? Remember Jesus feeding the 5000? So here is Elijah telling this 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 man with 20 loaves loaves of barley and fresh ear of grain in his sack. Give it to the men that they may eat. Obviously, it was not enough because the man said, How can I set this before a hundred men? So he repeated, give, it to, give them to the man that they may eat. For that says the Lord, They shall eat and have some left. It's the same miracle. The same miracle Jesus performed had already happened before. Right? Right, the same miracle had happened before. Jesus fed the five thousand men only, not women and children, not counted in the in the in the the equation. Five thousand men, and here we see Elisha doing the same miracle by the help of God, feeding a hundred prophets with, you know, not enough food, which is amazing. It's amazing to know that the Bible the Bible man the Bible um, 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 the Bible affirms itself Naaman commander of the army of the king of Syria was a great man I'll read that again Naaman commander of the army of the king of Syria was a great man with his master and in high favor because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria he was a mighty man of valor but he was a leper now the Syrians on one of their raids had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel and she worked in the service of Naaman's wife she said to her "Would that my lord were with the prophet who is in samaria he would cure him of his leprosy so naaman went in and told his lord thus as so spoke the girl from the land of israel and the king of syria said go now and i will send a letter to the king of israel so he went taking with him ten talents of silver 11 grams, no, 34 grams, 34 kilograms of silver, 6,000 shekels, do that by, multiply that by 11 grams of gold, and 10 changes of clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, Know that I have sent to you Naaman, my servant, that you may cure him of his leprosy. And when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man sends a word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Only consider and see how he is seeking a quarrel with me. Modern day translation, you're looking for trouble but when elisha the man of god heard that the king of israel had torn his clothes he sent to the king saying why have you torn your clothes let him come now to me that he may know that there is a prophet in israel so naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of elisha's house and elisha sent a messenger to him saying go and wash in the jordan seven times and your Flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean but Naaman was angry and went away saying behold I have I thought that uh, that he would surely come out to meet and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper are not Abana and far far the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel could I not wash in them and be clean so he turned and went away in rage but this servant came but his servant came near and said to him my father it is great word that the prophet has spoken to you will you not do it has he acutely said to you wash and be clean So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the word of the man of God and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was clean. Don't let your pride get in the way of what the Lord is telling you. Don't let pride get in the way. Obedience. Obedience. Don't let your pride get in the way. Don't say because I'm now a CEO of a certain company, the Lord tells me to help the, the, the to help set up sitting sitting chairs in its in the church. That I'm too grateful for Because you wear a suit every day from Monday to Sunday and you are a director of a different company, that you cannot bend down and wash the church. Do not let your pride get in the way of your miracle. Also, note that um, Naman had a great servant because this servant was like, <laughs> "Dude, um, your pride equals you remain with your leprosy. Your humility equals your leprosy going away. What do you want to do?" Didn't he say that you get what you wash and be clean? Didn't he say that? You know, surround yourself with people who are not afraid to tell the truth, people who are not afraid to uh, uh, correct you when you're wrong, people who are not afraid of, you know, being real with you, surround yourself with friends, with people who will tell you when you're tripping, they'll tell you straight up, look man, you're tripping, and when you have pride uh, pride issues, they'll tell you, look man, you're not getting Proud now. Calm down. Go wash seven times. You'll be healed. That's all that matters. Can you imagine if that 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 um 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 blind man whom Jesus healed by spitting on the ground? And can you imagine if he said, Hey man, I thought you were gonna speak and uh, why are you you know putting you know Mud on my face You spat on that Could you imagine He would have been blind The rest of his life You see When you are When When you are In the presence of the Lord That's a privilege enough By itself That the, the Lord Hears you That's privilege enough That the Lord Answers your prayers That's privilege enough Do not let pride Come in away way of your miracle verses 15 then he returned to the man of God he and all his company and he came and stood before him and he said behold I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel so accept now a present from your servant by being faithful to his calling Elisha uh, shown his light, Elisha was a servant of the Lord, and people, Naaman in this case, knew that Ah, oh, there's no other god but the God of Israel, but the God in the, the God in Israel. Daniel, the same thing, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, the same thing. They refused to bow to that statue. And after being thrown in the, in the, in the, into the fire, into the furnace, and the king seeing four people in it and came out, and there was no smell, even there was no smell of smoke in their clothes. What did the king say? He left a decree. There's no God to be worshipped by the God of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. After he threw Daniel into the lion's den. And the morning after came and called to, for Daniel. Daniel, what's up? And he said, "Um, yeah, I'm here. What's up? And he was pleased that Daniel was alive. And he said, he gave a decree again. There's no God to be worshipped by the God of Daniel. So our faithfulness in return... Um, Lifts God up, lifts Jesus up that people may see him, and then he calls people to himself. Verse 16. And he said, The Lord, as the Lord lives, whom I before whom I stand, I will receive none. I'm telling you, do this to a preacher today. Bring them 70, no, 35 kilograms of. Of, of silver, none of them will say no. The man of God said, "As the Lord lives, before whom I stand, I will not. I will receive none." And he urged him to take it, and he refused. Then Naaman said, "If not, please let there be given to your servant two mule load of earth." For from now on, your servant will not offer burnt offering of sacrifice to any God but the Lord. You see, in this matter, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the house of, of Rimon to worship there, leaning on my arm, and, and I bow myself in the house of Rimon, when I bow myself in the house of Rimon, the Lord pardon your servant in this matter. He said to him, Go in peace. This dude didn't take anything from this dude because it was not his doing. This is God's doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm an artist, I'm a rapper, and also a producer and an engineer. Most of the times I stepped on stages and people clapped. You know it feels good, yeah? It feels good. But then again, after that, I'm like, why were, were they clapping? Because I was good. Were they clapping for me or for the Lord? When people say, clap for the Lord, do they clap for the Lord? Or because the worship singer sang so well that he deserves a round of applause. Do they, do we clap for these acts? Do we clap for them? Or do we clap because the Lord has done well through them? Or do we clap because oh, that was dope? That flow, bro. That flow was awesome. I mean, ooh, did you hear the second verse, bro? Did you hear the wordplay? Mm, boy, that was anyway. He said, Go in peace. But now, but when Naaman had gone from him a short distance, Gehazi, there you go, there had to be one, there had to be a Judas somewhere. Gehazi i mean judas in this sense that judas was stealing from you know uh, you know he was taking some of the money (laughs) he was the, the 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 treasurer so he was taking some of the money here goes gehazi the servant of Elisha, the man of god said see my master has spared this naaman the syrian in not accepting from his hand what he brought as the lord lives i will learn after him and go get something from him. So Gehazi followed Naaman, and went, when when Naaman saw someone running after him, he got down from the chariot and uh, to meet him and said, um, "Is all well? Listen to what Gehazi said, that fool." And he said, "All is well. My master has sent me to say, uh, there have just now come to me from the hill country of Ephraim two young men of." Of the sons of the prophet Please give them the, a talent of silver And two changes of cloth Point to note. Okay, point to note. At this time uh, Elisha is saying no to the gifts There is a famine There is a drought There is not enough food in the land Understand? So Gehazi uses that as an excuse And says mm, they came two of them the sons of the prophets, uh, and he said, Give me a talent of silver. People, a talent is 34 grams, 34 kilograms of gold, of silver. 34 kilograms of silver and two chances of clothes. That's how you get yourself a curse, people. And Naaman said, uh, Be pleased to accept two talents, 78 kgs. And he urged him to, and tied up two talents of silver in two bags with. Two changes of clothing and laid them on two of his servants and they carried them before Gehazi and when he came to the hill he looked he took them from their hand and put them in the house and he sent the men away and they departed he went in and stood before the his master and Elisha said to him where have you been Gehazi again this is not where have you been because I do not know where you've been this is where have you been Where's your heart position? It's the same question God asked Abraham. Ah, God asked um, Adam. It's the same question God asked Elijah. Gehazi is asked the same question by Elisha. Where have you been, Gehazi? And he said, uh, "Your servant went nowhere." But he said to him, "Did not my heart go when the man? Did not my heart go?" When the man turned from his chariot to meet you? Technically speaking, he said, I was right there with you. My spirit was right there with you. Why is you lying to me? So listen man, he was not asking like where was you at? Because I, I don't know. It's like where was you at? Like where's your heart positioning? Is you gonna lie or is you gonna tell the truth? Did not my heart go when the man turned from his chariot to meet you? Was it? A time to accept money and garment, olive orchards and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male servant and female servants. Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and to your descendants forever. Bro. Bro. Be careful what you do with your life, man. Because, man, whatever... Bro, your sins will follow your sons and your sons' sons. This is what we call generational curses. The curses of your fathers following the the, the children. It is very important to notice the, the pattern and break that chain. Break that pattern. Break that pattern. I pray this minute in the name of Jesus Christ. If there be anyone who is listening to this podcast and is uh, paying for the sins of the father and of the grandfather or your grandfather whose name you possess now, if they did anything against the Lord and you pay for it, I break that chain in the name of Jesus. I break that link in the name of Jesus. May you start a fresh uh, lineage From your name in Jesus' name, we will go to Acts 15. One. some men came down now um, this is where Paul and Barabbas Barnabas is Barnabas or Barabbas Barnabas came to Antioch uh, give the testimony to the disciples and the other apostles and then they went out again to work for the Lord but some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers unless you are circumcised according to the customs of Moses you cannot be saved this is a dangerous point this is dangerous because it's still happening till today that um, people paint God as a cruel God that you are going through this because God is mad at you. You are going through this because of a sin you have not repented. Uh, unless you beat yourself up, your sins will not be forgiven. Unless you work, God will save you. Jesus will accept your, your repentance due, after the work. So salvation now becomes a, a, a reward for a performance and that is not the gospel Jesus is for everybody circumcised and circumcised slave, free, master, servant male, female child, old, young God, Jesus is for everybody and after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension um, and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the other were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and the elders about this question. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversation of the Gentiles. We will see most of most of these answers. Most of this topic will be covered mainly in the first parts of Romans. We will talk about that. Uh, in details, conversation, verses 4. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders. And they declared all that god had done with them but some believers who belonged to the party of the pharisees rose up and said there are the pharisees is it necessary it is necessary to circumcise them and to order them to keep the law of moses now tell me this the law of moses was fulfilled in jesus christ Why then would you go to the law of Moses, try to fulfill it while it has already been fulfilled for you on your behalf by Jesus Christ? By following Jesus Christ, the rest have been fulfilled on your behalf. Because by believing in Jesus Christ, you will see no need to lie. You will see no need to covet other people's property. You will see no need to to, to give false witness. You will see no need to to kill, to murder, to disobey your mother and father. When you follow Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Lord will direct your path to do good. The law kills, but in Christ, life is given. The law was there to show us our incapabilities, our fallen nature, our inability to reach God's standards. Remember the Ten Commandments were given to the children of Israelites after they said to God through Moses, everything that the Lord has said or will say we will do. Almost like whatever God says we can do. Come on, man. In our own self and might, we can do whatever God says. Anyway, we'll talk about that in another session. The apostles and the elders were gathered together to consider this matter. And after there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, Brothers, you know that in the early days, God made a choice among you that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God who knows the hearts bore witness with them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. And he made no distinction between us and them, having cleansed their hearts by faith. Now, therefore... Why are you putting God to the test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? This is a yoke. The law is a yoke. It is necessary to show you that you need Jesus because you cannot fulfill the law by yourself. But we believe, verses 11, that we will be saved through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, just as they will. And all the assembly fell silent, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name, and with this, the words of the prophets agree just as it is written. People, the Bible is not just any book, this is not just a storybook, this is not just any book written by hands of man. To this, is a book predestined by God, the Bible says every word, the word of God is God-breathed. This word is God-breathed. There is no error, there is no mistake. There could be errors in translation but the spirit of the word is alive. Verses 16 After this I will return and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruin and I will restore it. That the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from old. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them. abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood for from ancient generations Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to antioch with paul and bernabas but they sent judas called bersabas and salas leading men among the brothers with following with the following letter brothers both the apostles and the elders to the brothers who are of the gentiles in antioch and syria and cilicia greetings since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words and settling your minds, although we give them no instructions, it has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have Therefore, sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same thing by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself from these You will do well. Farewell. Wow. Verses 30. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch and having gathered the congregations together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. The word of God encourages. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch teaching And preaching the word of the Lord by many others also, with many others also. And after some some days, Paul said to Barnabas, "Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord, and see how they are." Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark, but Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia. Chapter 16, Paul came also to Derby and Lystra or Lystra, I don't know. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him and he took him and circumcised him because he was a Jew and because of the Jews who are in those places for they all knew that this his father was a Greek. Culture is important. Culture is important. As they went on their way through the cities they discovered to them they delivered to them for uh, observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in faith and they increased in numbers daily. I always tell this to, to people who we talk, you know, who I talk to. The gospel, the, the kingdom of God is about multiplication. kingdom of God is about multiplication. It's about seed, planting seed and letting it multiply. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come to uh, Mysia Maes- they attempted to go in Beth- Bithynia but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them so passing by Mysia they went down to Troyes and a vision appeared to Paul in the night and man, a man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying come over to Macedonia and help us and when Paul had seen the vision immediately We sought to go on to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. (coughs) So, setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace. Samothrace, what are these places? And the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and the Roman colony. We remained in the city some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira. I have I read that name in Revelation. Tyra, a seller of purple goods. I don't know what that is. Who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was laid by Paul, was said by Paul. And after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Psalms 142, 1 to 7. With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before Him. I tell my trouble before When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord, that the Holy Spirit will. Lead me, lead us to love God. May we love
1: God for who He is. May we love God. May
0: we be found worthy. Not pleasing to God. May He show it to us and may He help us be humble enough to repent of it. In Jesus' name. Proverbs The wrong one. I was supposed to read this proverb. Psalms 141. I'm sorry, people. 141. Oh Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. Now understand, nothing is a mistake by with God. Let my prayers be counted as instant before the lifting up of my hands as as, a, as the evening sacrifice set a guard O Lord over my mouth keep watch over my the door of my lips the tongue do not let my heart incline to any evil to busy myself with wicked deeds in company with men who work iniquity and let me not eat of their delicacies let a righteous man strike me It is a kindness, let him rebuke me, it is oil for my head, let my head not refuse it. Yet my prayer is continually against their evil deeds. When their judges are thrown over the cliff, then they shall hear my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks up the earth, so shall all bones be scattered at the But my eyes are towards you, O God, my Lord. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Keep me from the trap that they have laid for me and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall in their own net. when I pass by safely. May the Lord protect us and watch over us. And keep us safe. May He watch over us against our enemies, both physical and spiritual enemies. In Jesus' name. Even if that enemy is ourselves. accepts a bribe in secret to pervert their ways of justice. Don't we know this all too well? We have eaten from the fruit of the wicked. (sighs) May the Lord be our guide. May the Lord be our standard. straight away to uh, June twenty fourth, the Latter parts, but
1: nothing is a mistake with you.
0: I thank you that you speak through your word and I pray that you have spoken to those who have chosen to listen to this podcast. Jesus, may you be glorified. May you protect us from evil protect us from our enemies both physical and spiritual protect us from the worst enemy of all ourselves keep our eyes focused on you and not our surroundings Join me tomorrow for another session, another episode. Um, We continue in this discipline. Even when we fall short, speaking for myself, I have slack behind. But the Lord is not uh, uh, cruel. He's merciful. See you tomorrow my next episode.